This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, October 11th, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. Knowing what is right and acting on it defines character, and character makes heroes. That's the message of Lawrence W. Reed in his new book, Real Heroes, Inspiring True Stories of Courage, Character, and Conviction. Reed is the president of the Foundation for Economic Education. We spoke yesterday. When you think of heroism, uh, it's it's hard. It's it's like pornography. You know it when you see it, and and for a lot of people. But uh, what was your attempt to to encapsulate or at least put put some walls on the idea of heroism and say this is heroism? Well, I started with the assumption that uh, character is at the root of heroism, and so I asked myself, well, what are those character traits? that uh, a hero would exemplify. And of course, uh, uh, to a great degree, I think we're talking about things like honesty, we're talking about responsibility, we're talking about courage, uh, we're talking about the willingness at great risk to oneself to put uh, uh, the truth out there, to speak truth to power. One of the very common themes in the book is uh, speaking truth to power. Uh, people who have at great risk to themselves stuck their necks out on behalf of principles that were right, even if they were unconventional, unpopular, or unpolitic. And uh, I think that makes a person a hero, especially if it means over an extended period of time you've put yourself uh, at great risk because of the powers that be that don't want to hear the truth. There are some names in, in your book here that may be uh, well known to people like uh, Frederick Bastiat or yes. Edmund Burke or Adam Smith. But there are some other people who were not necessarily heroes of in the creation of ideas, mm-hmm. but were heroes in recognizing the rightness of an idea and being unwavering in assuring that that certain ideas were applied consistently, appropriately, and in a way that would enhance uh, mankind. That's right. And they did such a good job at it in every sense that they uh, left the world a better and freer place. They made a big impact. They, they got other people to listen. They served as great examples. It's true, I didn't pick uh, the biggest names in the history of heroism. Uh, I left off the people that everybody would know for the most part. And even the ones you mentioned, uh, Caleb, uh, Adam Smith, Frederick Bastiat, they may be well known within the community of uh, those who love liberty, but beyond, they're not nearly as well known as they ought to be. So I, I had a dual purpose here of dusting off uh, some heroes to some of us that need to be better known by all of us, and also to bring forth uh, some people that almost nobody uh, knew about. There are even some in the book that I didn't know about until I started uh, the project and sort of discovered them uh, on the side as I researched. Well, let's talk about two in particular that uh, are, are notable. Uh, Mary Curie. Yes, Marie. Every, uh-huh. Everybody knows uh, well, some people know Curium. I yes. mean, somebody mm-hmm. who's a, such a, a scientist of such a stature yes. that they name an element after you. That's right. Uh, so why, beyond her, her brilliance, why is she a hero? Well, Marie Curie, born Marie Sklodowska in uh, uh, Poland, actually the region of Poland, but not uh, the country because it wasn't a country yet again. Uh, she was born in the late 19th century when Poland was still occupied by other powers. Uh, And that played a role in her early life. Uh, I I found it fascinating that she attended an illegal underground university. 
at some risk to herself, and that this is something that Poles have a long history with. I actually experienced an underground university when I was there in 1986 during the communist period. Um, and it was an underground university, meaning that uh, classes were illegal because uh, the Russian occupiers at the time, uh, the czarist uh, powers from, from Moscow, did not want Poles to uh, uh, continue to think about their unique Polish heritage. They wanted to, them to be Russified. Uh, so uh, Marie Curie had a, a spirit about her that led her not only to that underground university, but later to leave the country to a freer place, to France. She ultimately, because of her genius and her perseverance, uh, became the only woman ever to win two Nobel Prizes in two different sciences. She was the first woman uh, to win any Nobel Prize, ultimately won two in two different sciences. Uh, she persevered in the face of discrimination against women within the scientific community. There were times when uh, she was the creator of a magnificent scientific paper, but uh, uh, when she went to present it at an assembly of scientists, the rule was that only males could do so, and she had to sit quietly while her husband read it. And, uh, well, she spoke out about that, and uh, I just thought that she had some spunk as well as genius and perseverance about her. Um, as well as being one of the most uh, important scientists of the last 150 years, that she's worthy of heroic status. Another one here, Roberto Clemente. Oh, yeah. I grew up in western Pennsylvania uh, as he was uh, playing for the Pittsburgh Pirates, which he did for 18 seasons. And I heard his name all the time. I admired him uh, from an early age. Roberto Clemente was born in Carolina, Puerto Rico. Uh, to poor parents, but a very good and loving family, which imparted values that uh, gave him a very good start in life. Um, he was the first Latino, first black Latino superstar in Major League Baseball, uh, played for 18 seasons for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And in his private life, he was a remarkable man. He would take time uh, to go back to Puerto Rico during the downtime and uh, teach young, uh, poor Puerto Ricans how to play baseball. Uh, he was involved in endless humanitarian activities. And, of course, one in particular would ultimately take his life. You and I, before we started recording, I was talking about the example of a jury. <laughs> um, and it, you know, we have this concept in the United States of jury nullification of somebody who may be technically guilty of having committed a crime. Mm -hmm. But in the eyes of jurors, uh, has done nothing wrong. Yeah. So uh, you know, when you got one guy on a jury who's doesn't believe that anything has been done wrong, that's uh, very different than having two people. Mm -hmm. Because if you've got one person willing to speak up, you might discover there are three or four people exactly who are willing to jump on board. So it's that spark, that first moment of being willing to say, this is wrong. That's right. And we need to uh, deal with it. That first crucial act of courage often sparks uh, more courage. You're absolutely right. And it's interesting that you should mention jury nullification. I actually have uh, a portion of a chapter in there devoted to uh, jurors who nullify based upon what they believe to be right, not necessarily what happens to be law. It's in the context of prohibition back in the 1920s. And I cite as great heroes the many jurors who simply said, hey, 
why are we prosecuting this guy? All he did was drink a pint of whiskey. He didn't hurt anybody. This is a victimless crime. Uh, and so we're going to acquit him. Uh, and uh, I think that's a great thing. That's, that's, uh, I wish we did more of it today. At the end of each of these chapters, you have uh, lessons. And uh, one of the lessons from Prohibition's foes was have the courage to resist unjust laws. That's right. And that's a, that's a pretty bold claim. Oh, it really is. It often puts you uh, in the in the limelight and sometimes in a very negative way. It opens you up to all kinds of harassment quite frequently. And uh, if you're the first and perhaps for a time only person of that view, uh, you can be a pretty unpopular uh, fellow for a while. But uh, we owe so much in history, so much good in history to those courageous few who came forward and uh, in the process of speaking truth to power or revealing uh, a falsehood at risk to themselves help to change and improve the world. Lawrence W. Reed is author of Real Heroes. He is the president of the Foundation for Economic Education. Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app, and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.